Our experiences with people could be bitter or sweet. Of course, we all desire to have relationships where we can be fully seen, fully heard, and fully loved. My hope is that this podcast will help you navigate your relationships from friendship to dating and marriage so that you too can enjoy beautiful relationships. My name is Onome, and together we're growing and becoming. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the GB Pod. How was your week? I hope you had a very lovely week. I had a very stressful week, what you see. Adult saying, yeah, it just never stops. Like, time doesn't wait for anyone. Just The days just keep running. But I hope that you are taking time to just relax. To take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Make sure that you are resting enough. You're eating healthy. Thank you to all of you who listened to the last episode and the one before that. So if you're listening now and you are yet to listen to the last two episodes, right after this one, please go back and listen. Trust me, you need it. I'm really, really, really thankful for all the warm and beautiful reviews that you have been sending in. I posted a few of them on our Instagram page. If you're not following us, this is a good time to log on to your Instagram and follow us at GB double underscore podcast. And also follow us on your streaming platform and rate the podcast. That is how we can have the visibility that we need to reach more people. But yeah, today's episode is a very interesting one. I'm pretty sure that you like it. And even more because I have my first guest with me, someone that I love so much. And you love her too. She's such a fantastic person. Hi, Anomi, and I love you. I love you so much. She so, looks so, so beautiful much. right oh. now. If you check through our Instagram and you see the beauty that I'm staring at, wow. Thank Kere, you. Thank you. So too. Thank you for being here. I'm just going to let you introduce yourself real quick. Well, my name is Kewe, guys. Ndakara Kewe. The Ndakara <laughs> Kewe. If you don't know Kewe, what are you doing? Who do you know? Who do you know? Kewe is such an amazing person. She's a writer, a phenomenal writer. You're releasing a book on the 14th of February. Yes, I am. Wow. And I believe this podcast should should be out by then. So if you're listening, (laughs) you better go on Amazon. Would it be on Amazon? No, not Amazon. So I'm putting it up on Seller. On Seller. And yeah, the link to download will be on my Instagram bio. So anyone can just go click and it's absolutely free. So Kewe's Instagram handle will be in the caption. It would be on our Instagram as well. So you can find her. It's a book you need. And it's it's very, and I think, you know, your book is very timely, especially for this podcast. And then yeah. the season that we are in, yeah. it's the season of love, Valentine's season. <laughs> so my singles and married couples and dating people, whatever, wherever, whatever category you fall into. You definitely need that book. Yeah. Kewa is a phenomenal writer. Take it from me. I'm not saying that because she's my friend. Genuinely, she is great at writing. So yeah, thank you for that piece. Thank, thank you for gifting thank the you. world. Oh, thank you. Do you I want to tell us what the book story. is called? Yes, or what the, it's about? Yes, yeah, so the title is <clears throat> It's a Cliche Love Story. So like the title already says, first of all, it's a love story. Secondly, 
the story, the, the, yeah, the story screenshot. <laughs> so, um, okay, no, I, I don't think I'm going to say what the book is because it's it's a short story. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's about two people finding each other. The book shows you the entire process of how the relationship, the romantic dating relationship between a man and a woman, okay. um, became. Okay. You understand? And so that's just basically it. You're seeing the entire process. It's quite short, so people can actually, you know, finish yeah. it in one way, like one sitting. And I'm just going to, you know, use this as sort of an intro into what we're talking about. So today we're talking about singlehood, singleness, whatever you want to call it. But basically, we want to know what it means to enjoy singlehood. And I think we can start, we should start by understanding like what is singlehood? What does that even mean? Is that, is that a word? Okay. Um, I think singlehood is very straightforward. Yeah. It just simply means you are not married yet. So period. singlehood is just Basically. a period. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a period where you're single, yeah. you're not married. You might be dating, but you're not married. You're not married. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, especially now that we live in a world where civil partnership is a yeah. thing, so it's like, well, you don't have to be married to be a couple. But, <laughs> and I think it's so interesting because there is a lot of moral decadence. Like, mm-hmm. so many new concepts are just coming up because we feel like it. You know, someone just sits in the house one day and thinks, well, maybe we should change this and, you know, get a bunch I'm of going. people to back you up <laughs> and that's it. Everyone's just like, yeah, 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 let's do this. But at the end of the day, singleness is you not being married. Like, that's what it is. And coming from our background as Nigerians, as Africans, and more importantly, as Christian, we find that most people don't like the idea of singlehood they probably view it as something that is negative i mean i can imagine why but like in your opinion why do you think that is okay um first of all i'd like to say I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that we're nigerians yeah um because generally the typical nigerian home mm-hmm. especially for ladies yeah at a certain point in your life your mom is already saying oh, even the moms who don't mean to put pressure they're already saying, ah, is that how you want to prepare for your husband? When you're already getting to a particular age, it's already okay. There's already that expectation. Yeah. So when some of us were like 13, 16, we already had it at the back of our minds that at age 23, thereabouts, ah, I should be married. Mm-hmm. Meaning I should already have a boyfriend or that you're not even supposed to have <laughs> exactly at that, that time or, you know i'm already thinking about it so there's mm-hmm. a particular age where i know because i've already seen expectations of my mom or other um elderly people, people of life. other people of other aunties of other uncles and i'm hearing things like ah, but why are you not settled in quotes quote, do you understand yeah. so that's one thing so there's already an expectation in our hearts that okay at a certain time this should already be working out. So we already see it as an issue. Mm. Do you understand? Like, oh, one if I'm not if I'm not even close, yeah, then to there's something lacking. Time, yeah, there's something wrong because this is the period. Another thing is, I mean, you know, hormones begin to yeah. get stronger at some point, and then we know what we're feeling. We may not understand it so well, especially yeah. for people who 
haven't been just a sexually intimate or yes. something like that at that time we may not understand it so well but you know that okay your body's calling for something your emotions are calling for something yes. and all that and then if you've dated you can get a glimpse of oh this is how companionship looks like i yeah. want it i yes. want it and then people who now begin to um get sexually active that's why like you you hear it everywhere and i know it sounds cliche guys but sex is for marriage mm-hmm. sex is <laughs> sex is for marriage it's, just it's not better. for it's not for couples that have dated for 10 years yes. or 5 years or for couples who are sure they will get married god's mm-hmm. standard is the standard yes and so sex before marriage is fornication and it is sin yeah. okay um so can i just even like add to that point just yeah. before you go on I think people don't really understand that mm. the fact that God has called it a sin is not because, oh, he's just the tyrant who's sitting up there in heaven and giving us rules that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Literally, logically, it's better off yes. to abstain until you're within the confines of marriage. Emotionally, it saves you. If you're if you're in a dating relationship that doesn't work out, it is easier to yes. work, walk away yes. when you are not mm-hmm. sexually mm-hmm. active. It clouds your judgment. Anything about sex is that it's nice. Let's yes, be real. Let's be honest. It is <laughs> like, God, it's not a bad thing. That's yes, not the point. The whole point is that discipline. The whole point is the discipline. And I think with the STIs, health-wise, it is just chaotic. Trust me. You don't need it. You, the research is there. Yeah. Science also tells you abstinence is the yes. best thing you can do, especially as an adult in your relationship. It saves you unwanted pregnancies. It saves you from STIs. It saves you from emotional um, baggage. It saves you. It helps you actually nurture relationships. Yes, it helps you trust as well. Yes. Because I've seen, um, so there, was, there was somebody who was just, you know, she just confided in me. And I was really, really young at that time. Yeah. And she said the reason she thought her husband was sleeping with somebody else was because they were, you know, she, she said they were sleeping with each other, they were having sex before they got married. And yeah. they actually got married. But it was just on her mind. I mean, this is not, it's not news to you. Mm. And then that was also at age 17. I already knew, huh. It means that I can expect you to do with somebody else what, what you've, you've done, done with me, me. yes because you you didn't know how to control yourself with me mm-hmm. and so i can just assume that you're not controlling yourself with so much so that yeah. was just ingrained in my mind i'm like huh that's actually so it actually helps you trust better mm-hmm. and like you rightly said self-control mm-hmm. there's no there's no going around there's no shortcuts <laughs> yes. you have to learn to control yourself anyway well, well the reason i even mentioned the whole sex thing is because when people start um exploring sex i don't like say exploring sex when people start having sex premarital yes. sex it um increases it doesn't happen for everybody mm-hmm. but for most people i've seen yeah. it makes singlehood uncomfortable for them yeah because then you're now you're now you living like a ma- yeah you're yeah. not living like a married person and so when you're living your life like a married person, you may not have moved into with the, um into a house with the guy already, mm-hmm. but you guys are already living that life, and so you want it even more. Mm-hmm. So all those things, yeah, it's just and then I mean seeing it everywhere, you're like ah, oh, I want it, I want yeah. it, and then to desire it is a good thing, Absolutely. but it just becomes a problem when that's all you desire, that's all you think about, yes. that's all that's all you think about. You're not even preparing, you're not mm-hmm. doing anything, nothing. It's just... And that's what makes like singlehood such a chore. Yes. I'm just going to right off the back of the whole idea of self-control. It has a ripple effect 
across other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. If you are able to discipline this body, this flesh, yes. you can discipline yourself I'm any other you. way. I'm telling you. You can do it. So it's not just a thing of, okay, well, what's the point? It is a life skill that you need. I think one thing I would say is, like, singleness is a time to enjoy yourself. I'm not saying that non-singleness is not a time (laughs) to enjoy yourself. No. And I think it's very important that people don't compare. Yes. Just to give for what it is. It's a statement. Singleness is a time for you to enjoy yourself. And that's on period. That's (laughs) That's on period. It's a time to enjoy yourself full stop. We don't need to go back and forth with this. It's a time for you to explore life and i also need to clarify when i'm saying explore life people tend to think of all the negative things in the world the wild things no you don't need that like why you don't need that explore life in the sense that you can try out new jobs Mm -hmm. you can learn new skills you can decide to travel to a new country a new state a new town depending on what your you know your standards are (laughs) but like you can do things that are moral and enjoy this thing called yes. life make friendships oh my god as women we can put ourselves into our female community yes. as a guy you, you can make those friendships with your bros because when you are married your first priority is your partner exactly. and that's 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 one of the things that singleness gives you it gives you the gift of free time i don't know like to you when you think of that like the gift of singleness what comes to mind um first of all like you said i don't think anyone can even say it better it's just a time to explore i feel like the entire season itself is a gift because then you get to know yourself better Mm -hmm. and people have said this in a way that in a how do i put it in an an ambiguous way like sometimes it's vague like what do you mean get to know myself and stuff Mm. and i would tell them what you said to me yesterday anyway when you said it's a time to even think and decide what you want. Mm-hmm. Not just from a partner. Because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, it's not just from a partner. It's what do I want for myself? Yes. Because when there's somebody there, it's not just what do I want for myself. It's what what's do we want? Yes. Yeah, do you understand what's best for you? What's best for me? How do we merge it together? Mm-hmm. And I think this is downplayed a lot. But one of the beautiful things that singleness gives to us which i think is one of the greatest gifts because it has to do with god who created us for his pleasure yeah. is that we get to i don't want to say serve him better yes but we get to do, do more. more things yeah. than we than we could have done if we were married in that time mm-hmm. anyway and it might not always be the situation. You know, somebody said, oh, God used Apostle Paul, Paul better than he used Apostle Peter. And I'm like, well, that's not a good way to put the statement. Yes. But I understand because Apostle Paul wasn't married. And so he could go to Asia. He could, he could go to Macedonia. He could go to different places. He could plant churches. He could afford the luxury of staying one year, two years in the same place just to get people to hear what he was saying. Mm-hmm. It's not something Apostle Peter could do because he had a wife. Yes. God would not even allow him to leave his wife for that long yes. <laughs> to go and meet somebody else you get. Mm-hmm. So God's plan. You stay with your your wife. You do his work. You stay with your wife. That's his work too. Do you yes. get? But when you are single, like Apostle Paul, well, Apostle Paul was single all his life. Yes. But let's just use him um, in this instance. He was able to travel wide. And the reason I said it's downplayed is because 
naturally on our own we don't even think of these things like oh mm. what can i do for god yeah how can i reach people for the lord where where can i go where um what city have people not heard god will do you understand let mm. me go there and so if you can if we can think about that then we can appreciate singleness better like oh i can do a lot for god you get because yeah. i'm not married yet i don't have children yet honestly like that's so true and i really wish i pray that more young people especially would see the beauty in singlehood and appreciate it and make the most of it like you will not be single forever well hopefully you wouldn't be single forever some people might be and it's not a curse so rather than look at it through the lens of pain don't be an agony auntie please look at singleness as a gift because truly it is and there's so much you can be doing travel go outside enjoy with your enjoy your time with your friends make friendships yeah um something that two things rather that i didn't even say is i think this is the time a lot to let for us to learn to enjoy our own company you need to be able to learn to enjoy your own company and now is a good time because now i mean it's your friends because trust me when you have a partner when you have a husband or a wife um for a guy the expectation of companionship increases a lot Mm. so if if now that you don't necessarily have the expectation like that it's just friends around you or something you don't really know how to stay on your own it would be a tad bit difficult when you get married and also it's also a time for us to allow god to satisfy us because whether we like it or not nothing else can no human being can it could sound like something that is far-fetched but it's something we need to learn to do just Mm -hmm. so that it's easier and it also helps us not to become nagging spouses yeah. because it's not, this person isn't is not satisfying me he's yeah. not doing what i thought he would be doing do you understand i'm not as happy as i thought i would be yes. in marriage because we had such unhealthy expectations expectations, expectations we should have of god we're having of another he, don't yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. kill somebody's child no, because you're needing exactly. attention you're needing affection yes because i mean even when you get married to people like they also have their own like true, they're individuals true. yes they might be coupled with you yeah. but they are they are their own person they're dealing with their own thing and maybe they might not always be in that place to mm-hmm. show up at their hundred percent for you and that's where you need to be stable on your own you have mastered the skill of independence you know what it means to be able to pour into someone even when they are not able to but how can you even do that when you yourself you have not mastered, you've not even learned what it means to be self-sufficient. You don't know what that means. I really love the point you said, like getting to know yourself better is so key. Know your temperament, know your weaknesses, know your strengths, know what you are bringing into any companionship. Exactly. And I think that's... Not I'm the table. (laughs) Don't break, yes, you are not the table. The table is there. The table is a platform called marriage, the relationship beautify the table don't leave this table bare no 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 you need to bring something and you cannot give what you don't have Mm. have it get Mm. it you might not have the skill yet oh i my childhood was this and that you know trauma valid very valid but guess what you can reinvent yourself exactly and that is what that is the gift that singlehood gives you that time that freedom to make mistakes and try and try again exactly 
Because there are mistakes that you will make in marriage that might cost you and yes. you don't want that. No one is perfect. But at the end of the day, you want to be the best version of yourself. Yes. And that's what this podcast is about, to yes. be honest. Yes. How, what are the practicalities of reinventing yourself? There's so many, so many things you can do. You have friends around you. If you are not able to nurture a friendship, I don't know how you want to nurture a relationship, a marriage. Yeah, yeah. You need to use your singlehood to learn how to be a friend, mm-hmm. how to be a sibling, mm-hmm. how to be a good colleague, a good worker. Learn what it means to communicate. If you cannot communicate with the friends that you have, how do you want to communicate with a whole different exactly. human being? That I, no. So there's so many things you can. There's something you said, and this is also like an offshoot of the conversation that we were having yesterday. I realize that a lot of young people don't know how to even prepare for the mm. thing that they're desiring. God is not a genie that you be like, God, I need a good husband. You now start listing all the things, you know, someone was saying, I need someone who's more spiritual than me, egg than me. What do you like yeah, Bobby, for me? <laughs> Sorry to all my international audience, but I'm shocked. Like I get it. People want people who are um I'm not you should definitely want the highest of standards. Are you the highest standard because the highest standard does not want someone that is below standard mm-hmm. so you thank must you, come up here come thank up you brush up yourself you want someone who's very spiritual are mm-hmm. you a praying person this is the time for you to learn so how can you possibly prepare yourself for marriage practically what are you doing what is working for you at this moment not just for you maybe other people around you or your friends who may have gotten married the things that you've observed I'm sure someone who is listening would definitely want to know. Okay. Um, so I'll go. The first thing I would like to say is, okay, so you said practical. Practical, steps. yes. For me now, the first thing I would say, I mean, it's I, I started reading relationship books yeah. at some point. And, you know, I was, I started learning things like, oh, this, this, how to, you know, set your mind, things to expect, things that should be in the negotiable box, yes. things that should be in the non-negotiable box and all of that and those things are good and i think i'll get i'll get to that but before i even get to reading one thing that i think people can do because i'm doing it now and i'm seeing how it's helping my life and this is something i've been doing for actually like let me say two years okay is reconfiguring my mind Mm. i grew up feeling like women were bullied And that affected my mind a lot. And so even when I thought, you know, when you just feel, okay, everything is okay and all that. But every time I heard husbands love your wife, and I call Christ of the church, wives, submit to your husband. Every time I heard it, it did something to my mind. It did something to my heart. I, I, I didn't like to hear, and this yeah, is me being very same. open. I didn't like to because I always say that I can be a very proactive person. Mm-hmm. I can be my head, my head spins, my mind spins a couple of times, and I always say, "So, am I getting what? What happens when I get into marriage? Mm-hmm. Does my brain stop? How am I supposed to submit to you?" It did not really help that the guys around me, even when you know they are prayer warriors, they are you know people who give themselves to the word and all that, it just didn't really seem like the wisdom they were getting from the Bible was being applied in their lives. Mm. It didn't feel like um, we had enough teachings directed to men. I just felt people were preparing ladies to yeah. become wives or husbands who didn't exist. And for yeah. the longest time, I just felt I wouldn't be able to find a man who would have the capacity a good enough capacity to lead me. And that's something I had to unlearn, unlearn, unlearn. And 
I can say this is the this is the first time in mm. a long while that I've been able to sit under a teaching and I'm hearing love and submit. And it's not annoying me because God has helped my heart. God has helped my heart a lot. I've been able to, you know, forgive people because it it wasn't necessarily, oh, this is coming from my dad. Mm. But I I was exposed to too many, um, I don't know if to say imperfect marriages, Marriages, but too many marriages where the wife was giving too much. She was giving, and now that I understand, I'm like, you as the head of the home should have been the one doing should I even say I don't even know to say exactly like half of the things this woman was doing, but it's like meet her, meet her halfway. Exactly. So it was just like that, and and so I struggled with. I'm not in a relationship right now, but mm-hmm. I was in a relationship up until last year, me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I struggled with with the person I was dating was the fact that his primary love language was acts of service, mm-hmm. and the things that okay naturally I should do because you like acts of service, were yeah. things I associated with me doing because I was bullied into doing them. Okay. And so it was a problem. If you like acts of service, then there are different, there are certain things that you would like to do. And if I do them, I'll just feel like, mm, I'm doing, you want me to do it because I'm the woman. You want me to do it because I'm, you understand? Oh, and so those, yeah. I'm coming in with fights. Fight. And, yes. and all those things. You already and, have such a high wall. I had to sit down apologize say okay this is do you understand mm-hmm. this i think this is where this is coming from and one thing i did was to see counseling from my pastor this is it this is my house so he has been helping me i don't know if i can mention the pastor's name here but my pastor anyway in, in my <laughs> church <laughs> And so he helped me a lot and he didn't hold back from yeah. the things he had to tell me. I'm sorry, I know that I'm hammering on this a lot, but I'm hammering on this because it's the experience of so many ladies. Yes. And we either don't want to admit it or we don't know. And so even mm. when we feel like we are prepared enough in a lot of things, or I see marriage as a good thing because God created marriage and all of that, there is still that preconceived notion that ah, it's not going to be the same again and I'm not really going to like it in marriage. You understand? But yeah. I mean, I know I have to get married anyway. It has to be worked on. It has mm-hmm. to be worked on just so that we're coming into marriage with the best frame of mind, of mind. Oh my at, at that time yes. it's just too important mm. that being said <laughs> i will now say um read the bible to know exactly because that's that's what i now started doing afresh yeah. what does the bible say what does, and then i started understanding huh this is how he's supposed to love me yes. i know i'm supposed to love my neighbor like that so i should love my husband like that yes. but there has to be order do you understand? Mm-hmm. My brain doesn't stop working when I come in, but if I'm submitting to you, ha, you have to be, do you, know, you have to be a wise man. You have yes. to know what it means. What the, You have to understand the call to being a husband. Mm-hmm. And so if you understand it, then, I mean, even if you make mistakes, it's okay. It's, it's okay in that time. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So understanding what God's standard is for marriage and then, I mean, reading books too, good yes. books, sitting under the right relationship, teachings and listening attentively so that i can be better because yes. one prayer point i've been praying especially in this month of february where we're, we're learning about relationships a lot mm-hmm. i have been telling god every time i will not hear and remain the same person mm-hmm. i will hear and be better 
That's so it true. will be obvious yeah. that I've gained something in this month. Absolutely. And somebody was saying that, ah, Kara, this love code month is really working on you. I say, I'm not joking with any, I'm not joking with my life. Yes. And I'm not joking with the person I'm going to get married to either. Yes. It's, hey, it's this or this. Yes. <laughs> Nothing else. And so just, you know, putting my mind. And one thing, and, and this is the last thing I would say anyway, one thing I've also been doing this period is declaring words. Yeah. I will not withhold my love. Okay. I will not be afraid to love. I will not be afraid to forgive. I will not be afraid to be vulnerable. I will not be afraid that if I love, he won't love me back. I won't be afraid that if I'm vulnerable, he won't be vulnerable with me too because yeah. men are not vulnerable people. Mm-mm. I will find the right man. Yes. The right man that knows to be vulnerable with me you yes. can't be like that with everyone the right man who would love me mm-hmm. the right man who will love me because he loves the lord reconfiguring my mind yes. by declaration and and words oh, are that, so powerful oh, that, that has helped me a lot because when the devil is coming mm-hmm. i remember the words i if I, the holy spirit says Kevin, what did you declare five minutes ago and then i start declaring again and that has helped me yeah. and i'm a better person this isn't something that somebody said it's something that has been worked doing yes and it's something that has and i've never been so proud to say yeah. <laughs> that i am ready let's go <laughs> 2024, grief for somebody. Wow. You've just said a lot of profound words. And it's so interesting because that is exactly what I did. And for me, at the time, it wasn't an intentional thing. Mm. Like, it wasn't this approach. It was more like an instruction from God. I Mm. remember then I was on holiday in Turkey. And I, like, randomly, like, the Lord spoke to me and said, why do you not pray about your relationship life then i wasn't mm. seeing anyone i wasn't in the mood to see anyone i was such a career babe like mm. and my i had preconceived notions of marriage like marriage will limit me mm. if i want to achieve all these things you know if i'm thinking global mm. career status marriage will be such a hindrance so it was just off the chart mm. it was off the table for me i remember god saying to me um and i was like yeah because it's not a priority and then god said no you have to pray, you have to study, you have to learn. So get up. And then he referred me. That's when I, I found out about Pastor Kingston, Pastor Mildred. Mm. They are very, very, very great relationship coaches. They have so many um, beneficial mm-hmm. teachings on relationships and how to prepare for relationships and all of that. And I said, listening to them, be, just like you, I did not have a lot of good marriages in front of me. So, and even if I did, I felt like somehow, yeah, the devil has a way of keeping you fixated on the ones that don't work out, the ones that are not good. So then it looks like, okay, this is the majority, but no, Mm -hmm. darling. Then I started to see young couples who are thriving, older couples who are, they they Mm -hmm. look like they're enjoying Mm -hmm. marriage. I'm like, this is so different. And then God decided, started to um, help me to shed off those wrong thoughts, those wrong ideas. And, you know, learn afresh. It was a call to learn. Like, he helped me get rid of those wrong mindsets. Like a baby, he took Mm -hmm. me through the basic set, smart expectations of a partner, of a relationship. What is your gold standard? And you said something about counseling. Please, if you have trauma, which is very valid, especially if you are coming from an African home, Mm -hmm. I can say this Mm -hmm. confidently. There are some trauma that you need to unpack go and unpack it with a counsellor. You might not be able to afford counselling therapy. You might have a pastor in your church. Please speak to your pastor. 
find someone, find a coach that loves you <laughs> and let them help you. Even speaking to your friends helps you unpack some of these yes. things. Some of you have wise friends, but you are not taking advantage of the wise friends that you have. I'm not saying, you know, go and burden people with all your problems. Another thing is let it go. Let the trauma go. As you're talking about it, don't stay there. I know people who love to relish yes, yes. in trauma. Yes. Please, in this 2024, I beg you, don't do that. I know it sounds like it's easy. And I'm saying that as someone who myself, I have experienced things that I've taken years to unpack. It's not magic. At all. You will not change tomorrow. Things will not just change. Your mindset will not just change. It starts from somewhere. Let it be that from today, after you have listened to this podcast, let your process start here and now. It is possible for you to enjoy the gift of singlehood. It's possible for you to enjoy the gift of marriage. All these things are great. But what should you be doing? Learn about yourself. Spend more time with yourself. You know, build your relationship with God. Be established in God first. Do other things with your time. You know, aspire for things so that when you find someone, you also find someone who has something going for themselves and both of you come together and you make a hit. There's so much, there's so much. And I think this one episode will not be enough to talk about the beauties of singlehood. Sometimes married people will tell um, unmarried people, ah, don't be in a hurry. Da, da, da. Genuinely, they mean well. But, you know, there's no timeline. There are people who are married at 23, people who are married at 30. There's no timeline. What you are doing with the time that you have now is what matters. And let me be honest with you, it's also what will determine whether or not you'll be successful in the relationship that you're desiring. And me, I feel like once sometimes when I tell people, man, I enjoyed my singlehood. Personally, I I enjoyed it. You can just wake up anytime you want. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking of someone else. Thinking of someone else is not bad. It's a skill that you should be learning now. And how you can even learn that is with the people around around you. How do you show up for your friends? Are you the kind of person that they can inconvenience at night? If you hear that your friend is sick, can you run out of your house and go and be there for them? So this this is the time. For you to learn how to be a friend. Because the person you're even be getting married to should be your friend. Exactly. You're not going to get married to your enemy. Yeah. So learn what it means to be a exactly. good person. Exactly. A good individual. Mm-hmm. Then learn how to be a good friend. Learn, solidify your family dynamics. Because you are about to build a family. If you are not having a good relationship with the people, the family that you already have, what exactly do you want to do with the one that Thank you are yet you. to have? Learn all these things. It's a learning. Exactly. Like we always hear, single you. Yes. Married you. Married you. Married does not, the ring doesn't just turn you into a brand new person. It's just, (laughs) it's just a piece of jewelry. Exactly. The marriage day is just a day. (laughs) Right. It's business as usual. But like, the things that you have learned in your singleness is what you will take to build a successful marriage. And that's where a lot of people miss it. So if you're thinking about it, start doing the work. And obviously, I'm not saying wake up every day with the agenda that I am preparing <laughs> for marriage. No, just wake up every day and be you. Be the yes, best version of yes. yourself. Wake up every day with the desire to grow and become everything exactly. that you want to see in a partner. I really hope that you make that decision today. It's not automatic. Like, you have to take the intentional steps. There are practical ways to do that. And hopefully, I'll be sharing, you know, some of them on our 
on our Instagram page. So do look out for that. And we'll definitely have more episodes like this where we really sit down to unpack the diff the many facets of singlehood one episode is not enough because singlehood has different <laughs> face sets like there's so much in you know to talk about around this topic but yeah i really hope that you have learned a lot thank you so much Kara. thank you for having me i'm so me. glad I, i've been nodding my head so much because of the things i've been hearing no thank i'm so you. glad like you've shared a lot of profound words here and I'm really grateful. Thank you for giving us your time. And now we'll be going to church because this is a Sunday morning. And we are just sat in the back of my husband's car. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. you. And thank you to all. Thank you to all of you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I will see you next week. Have a lovely rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for staying to the end of this episode. For questions, feedback, and sponsorship inquiries, send us a DM on Instagram at gb double underscore podcast or email us on the gbpod at gmail.com. See you on the next episode.